right. So, uh, all right. Tell us about this SG. Ariel. I will tell you about this SG. I, I, uh, I brought this guy over. Well, cause I gigged with it last night. So it was in my trunk and, uh, That's convenient. I've been, I used to really be an SG guy. Like when I first uh-huh. started playing, it was just cause I loved Angus Young and I loved the look of the SG. And at the time I was 12, 13 years old and all my friends were you know, lusting after strats and Jaguars and Les Pauls. And I was like, well, I'm going to go for the SG. And, you know, I grew up and I started to like single coil guitars and I've been playing, you know, tellies and strats and jazz masters. And uh, I kind of haven't given my SGs that much attention lately. And I've decided to pull this one out again. And um, I've had it for about 15 years. It's a, it's a 1980 firebrand wow now they made the firebrand from 79 to 81 they're very rare but they're not like necessarily collectibly rare sure right they're just they didn't make a lot of them you know I, like i've never seen another one in person and i've huh. never seen them on ebay or or craigslist or anything and i look just to see what the average value is i bought it about 13 years ago for 600 bucks um, and it was one of those things where I went over and like, I didn't fall totally in love with it, but I was at the guy's house and I already had the money in my pocket and I kind of just <laughs> wanted another guitar. So right. I just got it. Um, and I've had a, a number of SGs over the years and I, I currently own two. Um, so the Firebrand was 79 to 81 and then the, it got taken over by the, the series. Remember like right. the Les Paul, oh, the yeah. SG, which is pretty much the same thing without the etched yeah. Firebranded logo in the headstock mm, right and the what would you call it pitting yeah it's got kind of like a natural pitting feel to it yeah but then it's also got like this spray paint splatter on it yeah it's what i said earlier before we started rolling is that it looks like uh the tables that they used to have at pizza hut that were like artificially relict where it's got like little dings and stuff in it and you could tell someone in a factory was just like hitting it with a yeah. hammer you know and like throwing keys against it. Like it has kind of like a, it definitely has like this artificial pitting in it. Yeah. And then this weird spray. Well, I've also done some pitting to it. I mean, how I, much of this is you though? I, I, I mean, all the, di- I, I've put this guitar through, you know, some trials. Um, it's I, I haven't always been kind to it. Yeah. It's definitely seen some, uh, seen some use. Yeah, she's seen sure. some well, but it, it, it looks really great too. We are talking about a guitar here that's 35 years old, Ryan. So next time you look in the mirror, just think, how much have I done right. to this body it's older than in me. 35 years? The, I frets, mean, the frets look really nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the thing, the, the few things about this SG compared to like your SG standard is, first of all, it's a little bit lighter in uh-huh. weight, so you can really run around with it. But to counter that, the neck is so big. Yeah. And I forget about this neck. Every time I pick up this guitar... I'm like, oh, this neck is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> and, you know, I get used to it after a few minutes. I like it. It's and beefy. Yeah, it's really beefy. But, like, last night, I, I actually, I was, I subbed in for an ACDC tribute band. So uh-huh. I, was, I was running around as Angus Young. Oh, and you to, were Angus this time. Yeah. Nice. And so you, to, are you usually Malcolm? I'll do both. Okay. It's a living. Uh, to to play Angus to try to play like Angus on this neck is really challenging, uh-huh. but it's the closest SG that I own to something that he would use, so I had to use it. Um, the other thing I noticed about this that sets it apart from other SGs is where's the uh, where's the output jack? It's hiding 
It's hiding. It's hiding back down there for some reason. Like, I wonder why they chose to do that rather than the standard. Yeah. Uh, and the switch is in the wrong place. The switch is almost oh, where yeah. the output jack normally is. The switch is normally like right there. Yeah. Do you like it right there? How does that feel? Uh, it never occurred to me one way or another. I think it's easily accessible. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes where I mean, switches are a big deal to me. Uh huh. Like if I need to be able to like shift gears in the middle of something, obviously with Angus, you just keep it on the right, you know, bridge the whole time. Yeah. And, no kidding. Um, but the the volume and tone controls. I was thinking of of swapping out, you know, all the uh, all the tone caps and stuff. But then I said why it yeah sounds why fine. it's it doing sounds fine. great it plays great yeah i think it's a really nice playing guitar i was having a, a great time with it sounds really good too uh are these the stock pickups oh uh, yeah i believe so i forget what they're called they're not standard pafs but they were um they're a little hotter they're i forget what they they're definitely have a higher output they have a weird weird markings on them Mar these markings what these kind ancient, of weird ancient markings, markings. one really h look. and four h and then it's got this weird T-shape on it. Well, maybe oh, they're somebody T-buckers. Can... Oh, I didn't look at them. What's a T-bucker? I didn't really look at them that closely. So back in, basically in the early 80s, Gibson had like what they call T-tops or T-buckers. Um, it was just like an era of pickup they did. They're kind of like actually a, a desirable pickup now. Hey. Um, Fender kind of just re-released them. I, I forget. What, I think the guy's name was like Tim Shaw. Huh. Hence the mm. T-bucker. So Fender just came out with the Shawbucker. Stratocaster, and it's the same guy doing uh, the pickups. But uh, yeah, the T-tops are kind of like a fairly desirable mm -hmm. uh, pickup. I sold a Gibson pickup on eBay a few years ago, and like guys were asking me, like, oh, is this a T-top? I'm like, it's covered. I'm not going to take it apart. Yeah. yeah. It's like just a hassle. I was like, it's old. I can tell you that. But yeah, that's a pretty desirable era of pickup. Um, I don't remember which. All right. They did a bunch of different different models but like that's yeah that's like a known quantity and suddenly ariel loves this guitar so much more <laughs> oh yeah these pickups are really i always love this guitar i'm not gonna sell are, it they're really special really good yeah, yeah i don't i don't have time to explain i it. think really i think this is a special guitar i mean i really do i i i'm never gonna get rid of it i think yeah. it's just unique it's and it's funny about those pickups because they are dark too they're louder right yeah but they're darker than your standard pafs or or you know whatever comes on a on a, on a standard sg which are generally pretty jangly and bright for Gibson. And these are very dark, but I kind of, I kind of learned how to dial this guitar in and learn that it actually kind of the way the pickups are set up is that it allows you in the studio or live to like really work the tone of your amp or your pedals. If you feel, you know, if, if you need to work your pedals, you know, I mean, it really has a lot of versatility. Um, it's just getting used to that neck. Yeah, I like it. I, I you, probably got a bigger hand than you. I have you. small hands. Is it bigger than like a typical it's like not that Gibson? different? Really? Our hands aren't I that different. That's enough difference. I'm like a tiny little baby. I have tiny little baby hands. <laughs> I do have small hands. I cheat a lot when I play like... Yeah, but then so does Angus. Yeah. He's probably a lot smaller than you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I cheat a lot. That's uh, Yeah, he's a, he's a tiny little man and has tiny little hands, but I don't think he, his necks are this... Big. So is this neck? Would you say it's just abnormal for SG or because it feels yes. it feels pretty Gibson to me? Really? But then most of my Gibson experience has been more with like Les Paul style guitars. Yeah. Which so maybe I don't know if it's designed to be closer to that. Maybe it's bigger. I don't know. It feels bigger when I compare it to my other SGs. Right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. 
I should have brought the black SG because that would have went Batman really, SG? Yeah, that would would have went really well with his PB oh. caster. We only need one black uh, guitar per okay. session. I'll bring it next time. You can only handle so much black guitars. Yeah. I was I could have pulled out my Duo Sonic, but that's black too. Ugh. 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 Well, we got <laughs> we got any parting words for this? I don't think so. I think uh, this is a cool guitar. I'm glad you brought it by Ariel. Yeah, it was a great player. Um, these I feel like could be kind of like the next um, hidden gem kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I, they've just kind of just jumped over that thirty year mark. Yeah, it would and be a it would be a good guitar for me to look for as uh, my birth year guitar. There you go. Find an eighty one. You know. There you mm. go. It's just one of these things where you know, like you're starting to see like the late seventies Fender stuff, yeah. which for years was just like garbage pile bound. Yeah. Start yeah. to like jump in market value. Um, these ones are the Firebrand and also the Paul. Right. Uh, kind of suffer a bit because they're like so off the rails, and it was such a short period of time that they made them. Um, but I, I could definitely see these taking off, like not huge numbers, but. Mm -hmm. You said you got this for six hundred. I would guess they're probably like eight hundred to a thousand right now if you can find one. Cool. But that's the what is antiques, this antiques roadshow? That's the antiques roadshow portion. Okay. Of, uh, right. of this episode. Also, uh, it's got spursals. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. noticed. The, did you put those in or no? The previous owner. But funny enough, every SG I own has spursals, so everybody that's got funny. hit to it, which is Gibson tuners from these eras are yeah. the worst. They look great. You know, especially on, on SGs where the body's so thin, it's it so fits, hard to keep in tune. It fits the aesthetic of it. I really like how aged the knobs look. Yeah. Like you don't often see knobs that are legitimately, have like a yellow to them. That's you know, natural. Baby. That are like the clear speed knob type, you mm -hmm. know? Right. And you were commenting on the, uh, on the... Yeah, your natural little bit of relic right there. Yeah, I've not been kind to that area of no. the guitar. You digging deep into it, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Well, this thing's fun. I had fun playing it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Bye. See ya.